Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Point Spread Sunday here on VEASAN, hour number two. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday morning with us here on the Sports Betting Network. Final day of the Masters, final day of the NBA regular season and Major League Baseball, all in full swing as we take you up till 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. out on the West Coast and a big day, a big Sunday here for us. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Coming up for the end of the show, I'll have my full complement of picks for you as well. Uh, we will get back to the NBA. Jonathan Von Tobel will join us, JVT, as we look at the final day of the regular season. Four games decided all, tipping off at 3.30 Eastern to look at the seeding in the Eastern Conference, uh, at least for the playing tournament. And then uh, we are on to the postseason in the NBA. But, of course, all eyes on Augusta, Georgia, and the final round of the Masters as Scott Scheffler has a three-stroke lead over Cam Smith. Scheffler, nine under, Cam Smith, six under, heading into the round here. Uh, and it is a, uh, it looks, feels like a two-horse race. Uh, Sung J.M. in third right now. He is five strokes off the lead, uh, just two, two strokes behind Cam Smith for second overall. But after that, when you look at the rest of the golfers, uh, the group of folks at two back and one back, including Justin Thomas, uh, they, it just may be too big of a hill for those guys to climb. They would need a whole bunch of help and some some bad golf from both Cam Smith and Scott Scheffler on the final day to uh, to really put themselves in contention here. Uh, and and you know 
take home the green jacket. So I don't know that it is possible. I feel like this is a two horse race. If you want to put some money on in at 14 to one to win this thing, um, it, it does feel like a long shot, but it's not impossible. You know, in reality, he'd have to shoot in the mid sixties uh, and Scheffler would just have to, you know, uh, shoot one over uh, 73, you know, and, and he comes back to eight. And now, now all of a sudden you're in a spot where this thing is a lot closer. So it's not completely impossible, but beyond that, Anybody after him, I don't think, has a le legitimate shot to win this thing, and I wouldn't put my money there. But you got to give credit to Scott Sheffler, who's put together three very good rounds. Uh, coming into this tournament as the number one player in the world and, and one of the favorites to win this thing, did not garner a lot of the public attention, uh, obviously, with names like Tiger Woods out there and all the other golfers that were there. I mean, you know, again, uh, heck, the, the guys that I owe back didn't even make the cut. So uh, don't listen to me 100% on this one. I was on Shoffle, uh to win this thing. And he did not have a good tournament at all. Uh, Brooks Kepka and and Jordan Speed are two of my favorites. I always back those guys. To, and those are fan favorite type things. It's not necessarily about a bet, but, you know, neither one of those guys uh, made the cut as well. So uh, we're in a spot here where nobody really looked to Scott Sheffield, despite the fact he was the number one player in the world. And he's played like it. Uh, and if you watched yesterday's round, he was incredible with his wedge, uh, whether he was, you know, 60 yards out, 50 yards out, getting up to the green or his approach shot rolled off the side of the green or missed the green altogether. Uh, him getting up close enough to one putt. He was fantastic. He was great on the green, too. He had a lot of putts there that were just close enough to to make your heart skip a beat. You think they were going to go in in a one putt from 20 feet, whatever it was, and he ended up having to tap in for two putt, but didn't three putt all day long. I mean, he played very, very well. That said, he did struggle on the back nine. Uh, he had three bogeys on the back nine, and he had a, a seven-stroke lead at one point, and it looked like he was going to be able to waltz through uh, Sunday and just make par and get out of there with a green jacket. Not going to be the case uh, after the back nine yesterday for him. Uh, he had some very tough shots. Uh, and, and as I said, the three bogeys, including where he took a penalty on 18 uh, and bogeyed 18 to finish the day. So um, the conditions today should be a little bit more favorable than they were yesterday. Uh, the weather in Georgia here today at least in the Atlanta metro area, and Augusta's only two hours away, so it's not going to be incredibly different. But it's supposed to get up to the mid-70s by 2 o'clock this afternoon. And so when he tees off at 2.50 in the final pairing, along with Cam Smith, the conditions are going to be much more favorable for those guys. The wind seems to have died down. It was very heavy yesterday. It was a very cold day for April in Georgia yesterday afternoon, as you saw Scott Scheffler putting on the vest that he kept putting on in between shots and then taking it off. And so he clearly wasn't comfortable from a temperature standpoint, but braved the elements enough to walk out of there with a three-stroke lead. He's not in the clear because Cam Smith has fired 268s during this tournament in the first round and the third round. Uh, and if he does that again, it goes four under. Clearly, you're going to need uh, Scott Sheffield a better than a par day if he wants to take home a green jacket. Both of these guys for their both of these guys buying for their first green jacket. And again, Smith at plus two seventy five. Um, it, it, there's a lot of value there if you think that he can do it. But again, he's going up against the number one player in the world right now, uh, and he's going to have to have another one of those rounds in the the high sixties, if not you know mid sixties, to really give Scheffler a run for his money here. And so. I absolutely think it's possible for him to do it. But Scheffler, again, will be playing in those same conditions that are going to be a little bit more favorable today uh, to both of these guys as uh, they go through their final round. So uh, I think those are the best two spots for your money. I don't really know that there's anywhere else that I, I think is worth it. Uh, you're just looking at too much of a long shot. And again, it's, it's not 
so much the fact that uh, it's the odds for Justin Thomas at 75 to one or Schwartz at 150 to one. I don't think that's the issue. I think it's, again, you're needing three or four golfers to have really bad rounds uh, to do it. And that's the challenge for me. It's about the number of guys you were leapfrogging. If Justin Thomas was minus one and in third place and only needed a leapfrog Smith and Scheffler, more favorable than having him to leap five guys to do it. So that's part of the issue uh, with betting on some of these guys who are lower down the leaderboard. It's just way too much for them to ask, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for all those golfers to have bad rounds. You know, th those guys who are in the top five, two of them are going to have rounds in the 60s. It's just that they're too good not to. So uh, I think when it comes down to it, it's Scheffler. Um, if you want to, you know, lay the juice at minus 225, Smith or M are, are the only three plays that you have. I do think it's worth a play um, to bet against Tiger Woods today. Uh, and if you read Wes Reynolds on vcin.com, he's taking Bubba Watson over Tiger Woods today. And I think he's 100% right. Um, and, and I said this before the tournament, and I tweeted it out on Wednesday about Tiger Woods and how many people were putting their money on Tiger to win this thing because he announced he was getting in this tournament on Tuesday. He was 100 to 1 before that. And then by the time they had teed things off, he was 20 to 1. And just so many people were putting their money on him. And I, I said, look, I feel like if you're betting on Tiger to win this thing, you're setting your money on fire because he's just not a guy right now that separates from the field. And furthermore, we haven't seen him play four rounds of competitive golf in a tournament in almost two years. Um, and, and I'm not sure, you know, if you're betting with your heart as opposed to your head, but when I'm betting with my head, my, my emotion for watching Tiger Woods win and my emotions for hoping Tiger wins and my emotions for the excitement we all get from, from watching Tiger don't play into my handicap at all. In fact, I leave those at the door and don't put any of them into this thing. And I look at it objectively and go, I haven't seen Tiger Woods play any competitive golf in the better part of 18 months. He's coming off an injury in an accident where he almost lost his leg. Uh, and then he goes out and shoots a 71 and everybody's like, oh, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. And then you start to realize in round two and in round three what his body has gone through and how fatigued he is and how worn down he is uh, and why he's eight over at this point in time just because – it's his body cannot handle four rounds of golf, at least not the first tournament after the accident. He's going to, it's going to take him a little while to get his stamina back uh, and look to start to play competitive golf again. And, and this isn't about me hating on tiger. And a lot of people on social media would, would jumped on me and, and told me I was hating on, I'm not hating on tiger. I love tiger. I just don't want to put my money on him until I see a better sample set of golf than what I've seen recently from him and save the 2019 masters that he won. Um, you know, in reality, again, what, wh where is the best level of golf we've seen Tiger play in the last two or three years? We just haven't seen it. Um, and, and he was very good in round one, but his body just sort of gave out on him uh, and has betrayed him a little bit. And he doesn't have four rounds of golf in him, which is why, again, I think Wes Reynolds from Beeson.com, very smart stake Bubba. You're laying a little bit of a hefty price um, when you're looking at the number there at minus 145. Uh, but still, uh, given the situation in the spot, Bubba Watson, who's a former major champion or former uh, Augusta champion, isn't going to lay this thing down. I don't think Tiger's going to lay it down either. I don't think they're just going to go out there and wave like, you know, like Arnold and Tom Watson and Gary Player did on, on the starters tee. You know, that's not what they're going to do. But Bubba Watson's just in better shape and better condition to be able to beat Tiger today straight up. So, um, you know, Tiger was bad on the greens um, and, and Watson was miserable around the greens. But the fatigue factor for me is the reason to bet against Tiger. Um, this is going to be a round again where he's going to be in the mid 70s. It'll be a you know a plus four, plus five kind of round for him today, 
Uh, and and I think Bubba takes him. I think it's a great handicap from West, and I would tell him 100% on it because I think that's where today goes um, for for both of these golfers. So uh, there is still some other other you know bets out there you can make. Again, um, Sung J M uh, was paired with Shane Lowry on Saturday. Uh, both players started at minus three, and after seven holes, Lowry stood at minus five, and M is at one, um, and then it flipped. Uh, we're back where they started. So, you know, M is another player, as I said, I think that you can bet on today, um, but I don't know that he's going to have his best round uh, in the tournament. So, you know, again, uh, this is a day where you sit back and watch and really hope to see the best from everybody and you want it to be competitive, but it, it really is a two horse race between Scott Scheffler and, uh, and Cam Smith down the stretch here. And if we can get those two guys battling back and forth, and I think you're going to enjoy uh, around 6:30 tonight watching uh, th this whole thing unfold and the drama that should unfold between the two of them. So uh, enjoy the Masters. It's been a great four days. It's great to have uh, golf back and 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 the major season underway. Um, we'll certainly continue to keep it covered here on Vsin. Uh, coming up next, uh, we are going to turn our attention um, to uh, the Masters in a betting standpoint. Pam Maldonado from Yahoo Sports is going to join us as we will look at uh, the best ways to bet today uh, and the ways to handicap everybody in the field and the value that you can make. So we'll do that coming up next. Pam Aldonado, Yahoo Sports, will join us right here on Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't supposed to be my my dance. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool to the touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops, no matter your budget, Lisa has a Chill Mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on Chill Mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch and available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I am Mark Zino. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zino, M A R K Z I N N O. Very excited to talk to our next guest because not only is she one of the best football handicappers I know out there, but when you are looking to handicap two other sports, tennis and golf, there is nobody better to talk to than Pam Maldonado from Yahoo Sports and Yahoo Sportsbook. Pam, good morning and thank you for joining me. Hi, good morning. It's Masters Day. <laughs> it is, yes. Before we get into some, what are your thoughts? Scheffler, the number one player in the world, I mentioned earlier, probably didn't garner a lot of the public betting attention, even though he was the number one player in the world. What were your thoughts about Scheffler and the field heading into this tournament? And what, what did you think we were going to be looking at today? Heading into the tournament, I usually create a long list of players that I love um, beforehand, and then I do a little deeper dive, and then I narrow it down to my short list. Scheffler was on my long list, but I think just like everybody else, 
can he really win another one? And that really becomes the part of sports betting where you just have to think where, you know, the numbers say one thing, but you're kind of, your brain is tricking you into another. And I think a lot of us are regretting not having him this morning. I myself for sure do. Um, but heading into round four, heading into round three, he looked really good. He looked solid. And until he did it in the last in the third round. So we'll see what happens today. Round four is a whole different beast as it's a major of a tournament and nerves can kick in. Weather is still a little bit finicky out in Augusta. So we'll see what round four magic can happen. I was mentioning earlier again, it's, it's Scheffler at minus nine, Cam Smith at minus six, and then Sung J.M. at minus four. I mean, is this just a two horse race or even a three horse race to you for today? Is there anywhere else? that you feel like you can place your money and get any sense of value? In order for somebody else to win, not name Smith or Scheffler, both players would just have to absolutely wreck havoc on the course and just not have a good round, whether it was mentally, whether they're struggling with their putter, whatever it is, both of these players would have to just completely falter all over themselves in order to not come out with a win from either one. So I'm sticking to just Cam Smith and Scotty Shuffler. Those are the two players that I believe are the only ones that are going to come out with a win. And you have plus 265 for Smith right now or minus 200 price for Shuffler, which it is round four. Wins are still an issue. I wouldn't pay that price. Pam, when you look at Cam Smith, he has shot 268s here in this tournament. And Scheffler, again, struggled on the back nine yesterday with three bogeys. Uh, is this mm -hmm. a spot where if you're Cam Smith, do you feel like he needs to be aggressive early and try to close the distance? Or can he sort of just make par through the first nine holes and hope to see Scheffler struggle again on the back nine? You know, we're talking about the outright winner for round four of Augusta for who's going to win the Masters, and it is coming down to Cam Smith and Scotty Shuffler. Now, here's the thing. I would consider a head-to-head -head matchup with Smith at minus 125 right now over Shuffler because in a head-to-head -head matchup, Smith can still come out with a head-to-head -head win and still lose the Masters. And you're talking about exactly what happened. Um, you had Scotty Shuffler. He did not finish his round three the way that you would want to heading into as a leader for round four. He had a terrible back nine. He had four bogeys, three of which came in a four hole span. He hooked his tee shot 18 into the trees. They had to search for it. Um, there's a meme that you can create out of it now. Uh, he's now, I'm not going to use pressure as an indicator, but yeah, I mean, he is the fifth player. He could be the fifth player to turn a five shot 36 hole lead into a green jacket. But yes, Smith, who's actually been in this exact same spot not too long ago. Smith in the round four of the Players' Championship actually had 10 birdies to come out and win the event by one stroke. He is fully capable of doing just the same here. And, I mean, that's why I would prefer to do Smith as a minus-125 favorite in a head-to-head -head over Shuffler rather than trying to predict who's going to come out with the outright win. All right, before we get to some of your other plays for today, I do want to ask you about Tiger Woods. I kind of got excoriated on Twitter when I told people prior to the Masters teeing off that I wouldn't waste my money on Tiger to win this thing. I felt like you were setting your money on fire, given how many people had taken his odds from 100 to 1 to 20 to 1 uh, in the course of 24 hours that he announced he was getting in. What did you make of Tiger's play? Uh, and, you know, it came against Bubba Watson today. I think Bubba Watson, you know, over Tiger Woods is a great play today, even though it's a little juicy at minus 145. It is a little juiced. I don't like paying really beyond minus 130 for golf and PGA, but I would 
definitely be on your side of Watson over Woods. It's kind of playing out exactly how I thought with Tiger coming into this tournament, making the cut. Okay. Kind of expected that would be it just because of the vast experience that he has here at Augusta. But then it's starting to show his, his issues are starting to show his thorns. And when I say that Augusta is a really tough course to walk, it is still, you know, you're talking about golfers and are they in fit form? Tiger, as fit as he is with his physique, he still isn't match ready because he hasn't played in two years. Day three, it's a little bit struggling. He had six over par. Day four, it could be just as tough. We have no idea where he is with his back. We have no idea where he is with any of his other ailing injuries prior to the accident. So I would definitely agree with you that Watson over Woods is, could be the play for round four. It just... Are you willing to pay the minus 140 price? It could end in a push, but at the worst case scenario, I mean, yeah, I see Watson coming out with the win. All right. What are some of your other plays today? Even if it's heads up matchups, where are you looking to try to find some value and some plays that, uh, that betters can score? I'm looking at the one, the head to head matchup that everyone's going to be focusing on other than Smith and Scheffler. And that's Sung JM and Shane Larry. I like M minus one Oh five as the underdog against Larry. Um, Larry, you know, he lost almost two and a half strokes yesterday with his iron shots. He was, I don't know if you've been watching, but Larry was kind of a bit disconnected from his caddy there for a bit. On number 13, he kind of had a little mini meltdown with his caddy where he flew a 119-yard shot, 43 feet over the flag, three-putt bogey, kind of blamed his caddy for it. And so they kind of had that little riff the rest of the way, and he only had two birdies, Larry. And the last one was on hole number six, and he didn't have any after. Instead, he had three bogeys, and I wanted I wasn't talking about pressure with Scheffler. Maybe that is a bit of pressure for Larry because he could become the first Irishman to win the Masters, though it is unlikely here in this spot. But he's lost strokes with his iron shots now two out of the three days. His only good tee to green round was on day two. Sungjae, I mean, his game kind of is perfectly suited for here, which is why we're seeing him at the top. Sungjae M just seems like to be the more level-headed player right now, and you kind of really want to go more with uh, that type of person, that type of player in a round four, rather than Lowry, who we know has the ability to kind of blow up here at any second if things don't yeah, go his way. Had, had a hot putter yesterday, uh, and that's the only, that, yeah. that would be my only fear there is that his putter cools off a little bit if he doesn't putt as well. Um, and, and somehow Lowry and his caddy make up. I don't know what that process involves in golf, how you make up with your caddy. I've seen Tin Cup. It, it's very, very complicated at times. Uh, but that said, that would be my one fear is if Im's putter cools off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the another option that people could have is, I mean, it seems the, mon the money has changed. You can bet Scotty Scheffler against the field at plus 165 would be for the field. Um, I mean, I would say that that's more so value just in case. You have no idea. Sung JM is also very capable of, you just said he, is, he had a hot putter. If he can have a hot putter again, you don't know if he can end up shooting six, seven, eight under. That's going <laughs> to unlikely, but you just never know with round four. And that's what makes round four of PGA tournament so exciting. Any other heads up matchups you're looking at or just kicking back, relaxing and enjoying some golf? Those are the two that I really do want to focus on. They are the last two matches of the day, head-to-head -head matchups. They're the last tee-offs. Um, I think definitely the world is going to be on Smith and Shuffler. The focus is going to be there. But I do believe that there is value there on grabbing M over Lowry. So those are the two that I want to focus on. When it comes to head-to-head matchups, when it comes to sports betting in general, I really like to keep my card light um, because if you miss one, okay, you miss two, okay, you start to miss three, you can really lose your confidence. So I like to keep my place to one or two and then enjoy the rest of my morning and then see what happens for those late, late, tea, late tea times.
Real quick, who was your biggest disappointment uh, for this Masters in particular? Oh, man. I mean, I would say in round one, it was Justin Thomas. <laughs> he since has turned it around, but he did not get the start that I think a lot of us were hoping for. Um, Brooks Kepka. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say that that was such a disappointment as more so as I was using Kepka's history in majors as a huge reason as to why I wanted to back him. But it didn't necessarily correlate with his recent form. So I more so heavily weighted his past rather than his present. And that came to bite me in the ass with him mis missing the cut. Uh, Pam Maldonado, follower on Twitter. Check out all of her golf handicapping, tennis handicapping. And we'll get back to the NFL soon. Pam, thanks as always for the time. You're the best. We'll do it again soon. Thanks. Have a good day. All right, coming up next, back to the hardwood uh, NBA. Jonathan Von Tobel for the final day of the NBA season. We'll do that next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available now, and Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's Weingarten, sorry, Jason Weingarten's MLB Future Best Bets, Trends, and more. Sign up today. Get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zinno. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. We'll get to my selections uh, for the day and my entire card coming up here before the end of the show, which will include uh, today's games of NBA action. And joining us now, from VSIN's The Edge and Hardwood Handicappers, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, joins us here on Point Spread Sunday. JVT, good morning, and thanks for joining me. Hey, man, good morning. It's an exciting day. The grind of the regular season has finally ended, so uh, we, get to the, we get to the good stuff after today. I'm very excited. Yeah, we actually get to watch defense uh, in, in the NBA coming up here shortly. Uh, that said, the four games all tipping off at 3.30 Eastern. That will help decide uh, the, the Eastern Conference playings here. Um, you know, and I think there's a, a different situation here that we're not paying close enough attention to. Uh, and that's who, who doesn't want to face Brooklyn in the first round. Let's just say for argument's sake, Brooklyn takes care of, of the Pacers as we think they will. And they get the seventh seed. Uh, and they win their, their first round playing tournament. Um, Milwaukee right now sits on the two line. Uh, is that a favorable matchup for the Bucks as far as their first round matchup coming into this thing? I think it is. It, you know, if you look at the way Milwaukee and, and what they can do here, when you're talking about three different dudes to throw defensively uh, at the uh, combination of Chris, or excuse me, I was going to say Chris Middleton, of uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, whether it's Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, or Giannis Antetokounmpo, they have the horses to at least match up with those two when they're playing offense. And on the other end, uh, they are going to be a problem for a Brooklyn defense, which has been extremely porous since Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant have kind of fully formed and, you know, taken on this new look down the stretch, their most used lineup with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out there only has a plus 1.1 net rating because of how poorly they've been on defense. So I, I think really, when you look at it, it's funny. I was just talking about this the other day. 
we keep talking about these teams jockeying for position and maybe looking to avoid Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn should be the one jockeying position to avoid Milwaukee because I think that's the matchup that they don't want in the first round. But I will say this, you know, looking at the schedule today and the way the cards are playing out, um, Milwaukee's in the driver's seat if they want to uh, to grab this three seed. And it looks like they're going to try to. Uh, they're, they're resting guys today. Giannis, Chris Middleton, and others are listed as doubtful. They're probably not going to play. And what's interesting about it is they've kind of got Boston in a bind because if Boston loses today and Philly wins, well, they're taking on Toronto and they, they can't play Al Horford or Jalen Brown. So it looks like um, Milwaukee's kind of in a really favorable position to grab the seed that they want. And I don't think it's about avoiding Brooklyn so much as it is uh, facing Chicago, it seems. But I would think that from a matchup perspective, uh, Milwaukee doesn't really fear anybody at this point. You know, and that said, I mean, Milwaukee's getting eight points today. JVT, I I would tell you they're deep enough that they can keep this thing close. I don't trust Cleveland's offense. Again, I know they're going to be resting guys. If if they don't rest them completely, they'll play them sparingly. Um, How do you handicap a, a, a game like today between Cleveland and Milwaukee? So days like today really take on the shape of like a, well, I guess it's week 18 now in the national football, league, right. but that final yeah. week of the regular season, right? Where, where you're talking about these teams who have nothing to play for resting guys, but you, but you know, as you know, and as we all know, you're always paying a tax in those situations. So this is a really good example of that. You know, Milwaukee, right. They don't have anybody to play for. Everybody's listed as doubtful. Cleveland has everything to play for. They need to win to at least stay within that seven, eight range. And depending on how the other games break down, uh, they're either going to be seven or eight, but the very thing is they need to win today. But at the same time, you're laying eight here in this matchup. That, that's a massive number when in reality, Cleveland might be laying near eight. If they're, excuse me, and Milwaukee might be laying near eight if they're playing everybody in this game. So to, to me, in these kind of games, it's always actually going to be underdog or pass in these situations. You are not getting any sort of discount on these numbers. Bookmakers are going to inflate these. Now, to be fair and like to kind of look at this from a devil's advocate perspective, we did see Milwaukee rest all their guys in that game against the Los Angeles Clippers. Robert Covington dropped 43 points and the Clippers had 153 as a team. So they didn't really look good in that one game. But I would say I'm ultimately in these games always going to look toward the underdog because you're always paying a massive tax on these teams that need to win. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I really look at at the favorite here of these first four games that tip off at 330 is Charlotte. Um, They know that they need to win. Uh, I think the back door obviously is going to be open um, to, for for Washington to come back in, but Washington is resting all of their guys as well. I mean, Kristaps Porzingis, Catavius Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, all not playing. Uh, I just don't know if they have any offense. I also like the under in this game a lot, just because I don't think Washington can get to 110 to push this thing over 230. Yeah, and to support your theory too, right? Charlotte has shown throughout this regular season, you know, they're not very good defensively. And against some of these bigger boys that they have been smacked around, really, they gave up 144 points in consecutive games to Miami and Philadelphia, but they have done the same thing to the bad teams. They just beat up on Chicago the other day, 133 to 117. They won by 27 against the Orlando Magic. So when they can, they will flex their muscles and they will get out and beat up on teams when it's possible. And I think that works in your favor here in a matchup against Washington. The Hornets are quick. They get up and down the floor. And sometimes when they're playing some of these bad teams, especially bad defensive teams, these scores tend to get out of hand because Charlotte doesn't really let off the gas until late in the fourth quarter. So I would agree with that. And I also think, interestingly, and I'm not a big like you know motivational speculation type of guy, but I do think that the way Charlotte flamed out in that play in last year, where it, they were handling it like a random Wednesday in the middle of the regular season, and they got their, you know, what's handed to them by Indiana. 
I think this is a highly motivated and young team to kind of get that taste out of their mouth as they head down the stretch. So all these East play-in teams, Charlotte, Atlanta, Cleveland, Brooklyn, they all have motivation to win because depending on how the other three shake out, they could advance their seeding and be in a better position. So I would expect a full effort from Charlotte today, and it could get pretty ugly. Yeah, I would also expect a full effort from Atlanta, if anything, knowing that they don't want to be on the road, right? I mean, you know, again, um, and if Cleveland loses and Atlanta wins, Atlanta's heading to Brooklyn, which is the worst-case scenario for them. Although, they did just beat Brooklyn at State Farm Arena uh, last week and did it in pretty, you know, convincing fashion, all things considered. Uh, is is Atlanta the scariest matchup for the Nets of all the playing teams? Yeah, I think so. I think it's either it's it's either Atlanta or Charlotte, mainly because they have really good backcourt play. You know, you've seen that Brooklyn, when they have struggled defensively, which has been almost every single game, but dynamic guards have given them a lot of problems. Right? You know, we can talk about Atlanta in that game and Trey Young having a fantastic contest. The fact that the Hornets, remember two weeks ago, went to Brooklyn and Kyrie Irving's first game at home. And they beat them in that game as well. And then go back just a couple of nights ago, Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. combined for over 60 points on 52% shooting from the floor. So these really good guards have given Brooklyn a lot of trouble. So I, I think when you're talking about this, like Darius Garland's a good young guard and Karis LeVert is fine, but that offense isn't dynamic. When you're talking about teams like Atlanta and Charlotte who can get up and down the floor, run in transition, attack from all three areas. And when you have lead guards who can do that, LaMelo Ball, uh, Trey Young and others, those are the kind of teams that I don't think Brooklyn wants to see. So I think they really want Cleveland to fall into that eight spot so they can face them and move on. But yes, I think Atlanta and you can throw Charlotte in there as matchup problems for the Brooklyn Nets because they have beat them in recent weeks as well. Jamie Taylor, turn our attention to the West because you know the playing tournament there is set and already seeing a line out between the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Minnesota laying a point and a half. My knee-jerk reaction without doing much of a handicap on it is back Minnesota and their offense. I know Paul George is back for the Clippers uh, and has played, you know, I don't know how much that changes things considering how much he's missed this season, but I, I don't know that the Clippers have the defense to slow down Minnesota's offense. So I, I'm really interested in this, and you know, I have a uh, I have a full disclosure, a futures ticket I bet before the season started in Minnesota to make the playoffs. So I'm sitting on like plus 695. I, I really need them to win this game, but I will say this. Um, <laughs> You know, you mentioned the Paul George wrinkle because I was just looking up some of the offensive numbers. Since Paul George has come back, this has been the second offensive, uh, second best offensive team in the NBA, um, the Los Angeles Clippers. We're talking about an offensive rating in non-garbage time minutes about 125.2. It's incredible. But you, you take it with a grain of salt because you look at their opponents. So we're talking about the Phoenix Suns with uh, resting everybody. The Milwaukee Bucks, we mentioned that game earlier, resting everybody. The Sacramento Kings, the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, it's not the best defensive uh, opposition up to this point. And I bring this up because I know you brought up defense. You know, the, the Clippers are going to have to defend in transition. Like, that's the big thing here. Minnesota wants to get out. They want to run. They led the league in pace this year. They're sixth in transition frequency. But how you defend in transition helps. But it also helps that your offense is hitting shots. Because if you're not hitting shots, then all of a sudden it's grab live rebounds and Minnesota can run and they can get comfortable here. I tend to lean a little bit toward Minnesota, mainly because they've had better continuity uh, throughout the season. You mentioned that George is just coming back. And keep in mind that while the offensive numbers for the Clippers have been great uh, for the season, they're 24th in offensive efficiency. This has not been an overly efficient offensive team throughout the NBA regular season. And I think that ultimately plays against them. Now, I think they match up much better with New Orleans, and there's a pretty good path for them to make it out if they face the Pelicans. But I would lean toward Minnesota there. Uh, and just the other play in between New Orleans and uh, San Antonio here with a minute left. Uh, I asked for defense. I'm not getting it in that game. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it's really it's weird because the Spurs keep resting everybody, and I don't even know if they want to win this game. But I'll say this: keep an eye on that new starting lineup for the. Yeah, 
all-star break about plus 12 per 100 possessions fantastic offensively and on the offensive glass uh, they're going to crush the san antonio spurs on the boards and i think they're going to move on to play whoever loses that minnesota and uh los angeles game Jonathan Tobel, make sure you check him out. Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's The Edge. Thanks for the time this morning. Great stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you. All right, so a lot left to do here on the final day of the NBA regular season. All right, coming up next, uh, we will give you my picks for the day, my slate, my card. And we'll wrap things up here on Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Point Spread Sunday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zeno. Final segment of the show. Appreciate you guys spending your Sunday morning with us. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. As I often post a lot of my picks there. And obviously, here in the last segment of the show, I'll give you my plays for today across Major League Baseball, the NBA, and even a couple of ice picks as well. Love throwing the ice picks out there for you guys. So, again, uh, appreciate you guys spending your Sunday morning with us here on Point Spread Sunday. Uh, I'll be back next week again for Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday. So, thank you guys for uh, starting your weekend out with me. All right, let's look to uh, the plays for today. Uh, and two plays uh, in the NBA for me this evening as we just talked with Jonathan Von Tobel about um, one of them being the Bucks plus eight and a half. Uh, again, you talk about the premium price that you're paying to lay all these points with these favorites. It's just not a, a good situation. It's dogs are pass for me. I think the Bucks are deep enough. And furthermore, as he talked about, the Cavs backcourt is nice, but it's not that good. Uh, and I just don't trust the Cavs offense to be able to win this thing uh, by this many points. You know, I mean, you, you could totally be in a situation where uh, you're looking at a, a Milwaukee team that is, you know, not playing anybody. Um, but this is a deep enough team that focuses on defense enough for me to look at the Bucks here, getting eight points uh, and take it for a small play uh, because I just don't trust Cleveland's offense enough. And Milwaukee is deep enough and good enough to to make this thing somewhat competitive uh, to a certain extent. I like the Washington Wizards, Charlotte Hornets under. 231 and a half as well. A little bit of a contrarian play here, given how much Charlotte likes to score uh, and how offensive minded they are. But with Washington sitting Kyle Kuzma, Chris Tapps Porzingis, and Kentavious Caldwell Pope, I don't see Washington being able to do their part here to push this total over this 231 and a half. I mean, it's conceivable again that. Charlotte could get to 125 or 130 in this game. Um, I would probably think they need to get above 130 on their own for this thing to, to to go over because I don't foresee Washington having the players that can score um, and get you more than 100, 102, 103 points in this game. So plus, as I said, with the idea that Charlotte, if they get a big enough lead, can let their foot off the gas pedal in the fourth quarter. Uh, and not score as much, I think that's the other situation that you're looking at here. Um, they're, they're not going to have to push. They know they're going to be playing a game in another day or two uh, in the play-in tournament. doesn't matter who it's against. So uh, they, they're not going to push these guys as hard as they have to all the way, which, again, would limit them getting to the 130 range from my estimation. So I'll take the under 231.5 between Washington and Chicago. 
turn our attention to Major League Baseball. A uh, bunch of plays on the card today. Start with the Yankees Red Sox last game of the night over nine and a half. Uh, both of these starters uh, and more so Jordan Montgomery for the Yankees. Uh, a guy who gives up a lot of runs, gives up the long ball. Tanner Houck uh, of the Red Sox, limited starting experience, uh, did face the Yankees before. Hasn't been great uh, in his t- his appearances against the Yankees. I do think there'll be runs scored. I think that the weather will indicate that and it, or at least advocate that. And when you look at the start time of this game at 7 o'clock tonight, you'll have a warmer afternoon. Players will be warm when this thing starts, and it'll be easier for them to stay warm as the temperatures drop a little bit. Uh, throughout the rest of the game, and I think that will lead to them scoring runs. They scored 11 runs in the first game of the series, just six runs in the second, uh, with the number being at nine. Um, you know, a 5-4 final here, you know, at least gets me a push in that range, but I think both these pitchers uh, are beyond quality start range here, uh, given where they are, particularly Jordan Montgomery. Uh, he's going to give up more than four runs if he lasts six innings, four or more runs if he lasts six innings, and that should do the job as far as getting the total is concerned. Uh, Braves and Reds at Truist Park here in Atlanta. Um, You're getting a start from Ian Anderson. His home road splits are much more favorable to home. He's very good there. This is an Ian Anderson who two hit this Reds lineup uh, in the playoff game in 2020. Uh, Now, I know this a couple of years ago, but he's familiar with this Reds team and knows this lineup, knows how to get out Joey Votto. The Reds are starting Hunter Green. You're asking who the heck is Hunter Green? Well, he is making his major league debut. Uh, he was a first-round draft pick in 2017. He pitched nine innings this spring. Gave up four home runs. This is the brave lineup that knows how to score runs, knows how to hit the ball in the ballpark. He's got plenty of guys from top to bottom who absolutely can do that. So I'm going to take the Braves minus a half in the first five innings here. Um, this is where they will take advantage. If Hunter Green has held the Braves scoreless through the first five innings of this game, uh, then he is going to hold them scoreless for as long as he's in this game, and it's a bad Braves offensive day. Uh, I don't foresee that happening. So, uh, And if that does happen, I can buy back in live during the game itself. Uh, if the Braves are getting plus money, it's a great spot to jump in uh, right there, and, and we'll also see what Cincinnati looks like uh, mid-game and see if they can finish this thing out. So I'm taking the Braves minus a half on the run line uh, through the first five innings. It's minus 118. I think the juice is favorable here in this spot. So absolutely, I can I can uh, back the, the the Atlanta Braves at home where Ian Anderson is very good. Uh, next game between the St. Louis Cardinals, Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, two plays here for me in this game. One of my new favorite plays in Major League Baseball is to bet the over first inning over a half run. Uh, there are a lot more runs scored than people think in the first inning. This will become a systemic thing. You'll start to see the teams that are very good at this and the teams that are bad at it. You'll start to see teams that also allow a lot of first inning runs. Uh, much similar to a first period over in the NHL. You look at a team like the New Jersey Devils. They have an awful defense. They're not a very good hockey team, but they give up a lot of goals in the first period. So playing them um, advocates for the for goals being scored. Same thing with the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're not going to be a very good team this year. Their pitching staff isn't going to be very good. They're studying Bryce Wilson today, susceptible to giving up the long ball. St. Louis has scored a run in each of the first two games in this series, at least one run. Even the Pirates scored a run in game two of this series. All I need to do is get one of these teams to score one run. And at minus 120, the juice is not terrible there. Over a half run in the first inning between these two teams. And I'm also going to back the Cardinals on the run line through the first five innings at minus a half. It is juicy at minus 144. It's not a, a number typically that I would play. But given the team and the Cardinals are home, 
and the opponent and the starting pitcher for the Pirates who can give up the long ball. I saw it here in Atlanta when he pitched. Um, this is a spot where I don't mind laying it for a smaller play uh, and, and backing St. Louis on the run line in the first five innings at minus a half. Two other uh, things that I'm going to look at here are K props, uh, mostly Corey Kluber. Um, he's at five and a half, minus 110, Rays versus the Orioles. Uh, Kluber is a, a seasoned pitcher in the American League. I think I'm getting a good enough number here. Weather won't be a factor. The Orioles lineup isn't very good. Um, they are one of the one of the bigger strikeout teams in Major League Baseball last year. Uh, Kluber, again, uh, I will take him over five and a half. I'm going to wait and see on Freddie Peralta. It's not on my card here, but I'm going to look at him uh, as the weather has warmed up in Chicago. They'll get around 50, uh, 50 degree start time weather. Uh, the first two games of the series for Corbin Burns, uh, Corbin Burns and uh, Brandon Woodruff. Both of them uh, went under their K-prop in the first two games. Of course, the game time temperature was in the 30s. So uh, I'm going to fade that here. You get a warmer temperature. Freddie Peralta, a good strikeout pitcher at five and a half. But it's very juiced at minus 140. Again, not a number I typically want to pay. I want to see if it's going to move. If it does, I can go back Freddie Peralta if that number on the juice comes down a little bit. Also, the Dodgers and Colorado Rockies, um, they have yet to go over in their first two games. It's about time they bust out the whooping sticks in Colorado uh, over 11 and a half. Uh, would be a play that I would look at. Again, this doesn't start till later in the day. I want to see where the money moves if it comes down a little bit. But it's something that I'm eyeing uh, because eventually you're going to score runs in course Field. It's just going to happen. So uh, this Dodgers lineup is too good not to score them. And then finally here in the Masters, uh, as we've talked about several times today, fading Tiger Woods going to take Bubba Watson over Woods here in the heads-up matchup. At minus 145, again, uh, a juicy number. And, folk, again, I do not like to lay – this kind of juice, but given the spot here, situationally, I don't mind paying the extra because I trust the fact that Tiger Woods is just fatigued. Uh, his body at this point is going to give out. We've seen it the last couple of days. It's not going to be a situation for him where he is going to be able to last all 18 holes of this thing. We've seen him limp and everything, and his round scores have gone down from the second to the third. It'll happen again today. Uh, Bubba Watson, who has two green jackets himself, uh, will absolutely not just mail it in today in any size way shape or form so he is going to play his best golf and he's good enough to beat tiger woods today uh even if he doesn't end up finishing ahead of him there's just a tiger woods will play bad enough that this won't uh won't be an issue uh for me to back bubble watson given uh the juice that he has to lay here so that does it for this edition of point spread sunday again give me a follow on twitter at mark zino m-a-r-k-z-i-n-n-o love to interact with you guys your feedback what you think of my picks here on the show, uh, and always willing to talk handicapping and sports betting with you there as well. So, again, appreciate you spending your Sunday morning with us. Lombardi Line coming up next with Patrick Maher, Mike Lombardi, right here on VSIN. Make sure you keep it tuned to VSIN all throughout the day for your best sports betting and sports handicapping needs. I am Mark Zeno. Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with us here on Point Spread Sunday, and we'll talk to you next weekend right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 